In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A warm welcome to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the Church celebrates the feasts of the Solemnity of St Peter and St Paul. And the contrast itself couldn't be greater between what they were and what we ourselves regard them. One was a simple fisherman, the other a simple tent maker. But it's not their achievements that make them great. What in our eyes makes them great is their faith. And of course that faith itself which was handed on to us. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who on the solemnity of the Apostles Peter and Paul Give us the noble and holy joy of this day. Grant, we pray, that your church may in all things follow the teachings of those through whom, you, through whom she received the beginnings of a right religion. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. King Herod started persecuting certain members of the church. He beheaded James, the brother of John. And when he saw that this pleased the crowd, he decided to arrest Peter as well. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And he put Peter in prison, assigning four squads of, unle- four squads of four soldiers each to guard him in turns. Herod meant to try Peter in public after the end of the Passover week. All the time Peter was under guard, the church prayed to God for him unremittingly. 
On the night before Herod was to try him, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, fastened with double chains, while guards kept watch at the main entrance to the prison. Then suddenly the angel of the Lord stood there, and the cell was filled with light. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him. Get up, he said, hurry. And the chains fell from his hands. The angel then said, Put on your belt and sandals. After he had done this, the angel next said, Wrap your cloak round you and follow me. Peter followed him, but had no idea what the angel did was all happening in reality. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed through two guard posts, one after the other, and reached the iron gate leading to the city. This opened of its own accord. They went through it and had walked the whole length of one street when suddenly the angel left him. It was only then that Peter came to himself. Now I know it is all true, he said. The Lord really did send his angel and has saved me from Herod and from all that the Jewish people were so certain would happen to me. The Word of the Lord From all my terrors the Lord set me free. I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise always on my lips. In the Lord my soul shall make its boast, the humble shall hear and be glad. Glorify the Lord with me, together let us praise his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me. From all my terrors he set me free. Look towards him and be radiant. Let your faces not be abashed. This poor man called, the Lord heard him, and rescued him from all his distress. The angel of the Lord is encamped around those who revere him, to rescue them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. They are happy who seek refuge in him. A reading from the second letter of St Paul to Timothy. My life is being poured away as a libation, and the time has come for me to be gone. I have fought the good fight to the end, I have run the race to the finish. I have kept the faith. All there is to come now is the crown of righteousness reserved for me, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing. The Lord stood by me and gave me power so that through me the whole message might be proclaimed for all the pagans to hear. And so I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from all evil attempts in me and bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory for ever and ever. Amen. The Word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he put this question to his disciples. Who do the people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say he is John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But you, he said, who do you say I am? Then Simon Peter spoke up. You are the Christ, he said, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are a happy man, because it was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. So I now say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. As you might know, in these days, I am marking the 35th anniversary of my ordination to the priesthood. Today is the actual anniversary of the ordination that took place on the 28th of June 1985. And tomorrow, I will celebrate the 35th anniversary of the first Mass that I offered, which was on the Feast of St Peter and St Paul. I was ordained uh, a priest by Bishop Joseph Devine at St Leonard's East Kilbride and I was the first parishioner to be ordained a priest from that parish. I studied for the priesthood at the seminary the Scots College in Rome that same uh, year. Six of us were ordained uh, for the different dioceses and a further two others in a year delayed till the following year. The parishes in which I have served were St Mary's Hamilton for four years, St Augustine's Coat Bridge for six years, Corpus Christi Calderbank for five years, and here at St Bride's Canvas Line for 20 years. I especially wish to thank those parishioners in former parishes where I was a priest for their exceptional kindness and welcome into their lives. And I wish especially to thank all the parishioners here in this parish that means so much to me for their kindness and thoughtfulness shown to me in my time with you here. Over the years of my own priestly ministry, I was in three schools in the diocese, a school chaplain, Holy Cross Hamilton, St Patrick's Coatbridge and Our Lady's High in Motherwell. I've also been a vocations director to young people thinking about the priesthood. I was also the coordinator of pastoral planning here in the Diocese of Motherwell for a number of years. 
I was chaplain uh, for four years to the state hospital at Carstairs. I've worked for the charity Aid to the Church in Need. I've been dean in Rutherglen Deanery and Airdrie Deanery for a number of years and been the coordinator for the consultors who were the advisors to the bishop. Many priests are ordained uh, around about these days, near to the feast, feast day of the great saints, Peter and St Paul. It's somehow appropriate to be ordained near this feast day of these men who are the great architects, if you like, of the church, laying down its foundations, great men of faith and great witnesses to the faith, faith as well. Priests would also like to be like this, similar to these men, men of the church, men of faith, witnesses to a living faith and the love of God in their life. I've been thinking that there is a lot that has changed since the day that I was ordained 35 years ago. In the diocese in those days, there were normally two and even three priests in each parish. Now, as you know, you're lucky to have one. And sometimes there's even only one between two parishes. In those days, there was a good balance between young and older priests. Now, certainly the balance tips to the older side of things. To be honest, people attending church are smaller in number, but parish life is no less busy. I'm wondering if that young man who was ordained on that day in June 1985 would know and recognise this man 35 years later. He would certainly not have expected to take the road that he has taken, the parishes that he served in, the people that he's met, and the situations in ministry that he has come his way. I am, of course, the same man, a lot older, and maybe a little less hair, sometimes scorched and bruised by the experiences of the last 35 years, and certainly shaped and moulded by them. It has always been my desire, I suppose, like any priest, to be a good priest, to be dedicated, to serve conscientiously, and to give my whole heart to God. I have always been aware of my own weaknesses and limitations. As most of you will know, there, there is a certain stubbornness in my character, which very often becomes belligerence. I wish to apologise on this occasion for those that I have hurt, and those are offended uh, for those who are cut off rather than kept together with us. I'm always aware of the great good that we as priests can do for people, but also the great harm as well. An ill-chosen word, a disagreement can easily put people off for a lifetime. I've always meant and tried to make as a special part of my own ministry, care of the sick and dying, the young and especially those who find themselves on the margins of the world and also the church too. I've also tried to emphasise that the church itself should always be a place of welcome for people and no one should feel excluded. I've always tried to make people aware that the church is in the service of people 
is not over or above people. I think looking back in the years, I've always tried to be myself, not to be someone else, not to be holier than thou, not to be sanctimonious, not to be aloof, not to speak in a language that people don't understand and not to speak in words that are not my own. 35 years ago I was able to celebrate my first Mass on the feast day that we celebrate today. I could never have known that God would give me all of these years. I could never have known that he would lead me to places, to mountains and valleys, to great lush fields and to wildernesses dry and remote. As I raised the host in the chalice, on that day I could never have fully realised the special way that grace would enter into my own life and what I was consecrating my life to on that day. The mystery of God in my life and the mystery of God in other people's lives too. It was maybe by no coincidence that it all began on the feast of Peter and Paul who also themselves had the calling. One began on that day with fishing and the other fell from his horse. On that day their road itself in life was to take a tight turn, no longer to walk the way that they intended or expected, but to have a different purpose, different intention and a different mission. They themselves climbed mountains figuratively and sank into deep valleys and they knew times of plenty but also times of great despair too. But everything was in the calling. It's the calling that you cannot ignore, that you must answer and that drives you to do everything that you'll do. I ask for your prayers in the future for myself, that God may continue to guide me where he would like me to be and what he would like me to do. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For as men and women and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again in the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. Believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. 
I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. That in the feast of St Peter and St Paul, we may hear our own calling that comes to us through baptism to walk with faith. For those celebrating the anniversary of their priestly ordination or their consecrated consecration as religious, that they may be renewed in the life of faith and in their service of others. And for those who are unable to travel and are not physically united with friends and family, especially for those separated from family members in different countries. For those parents awaiting the baptism of their children, for couple whose marriages have been delayed, and for those waiting to be received into the church, that the delay may not, may not lead to discouragement, but rather an anticipation of the joy of God's grace that awaits them and lies ahead of them in the future. And for those who seek to serve others through their work and their life, that the Holy Spirit will make it a service of love. And for those who have died, Rachel Torley, John McGuinness, Paul Moran, and all those that we're asked to remember. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we place before you all our intentions all the desires of our own hearts, all of the things that are most special to us. And we ask you to grant these prayers, which we make with ever-growing confidence, through Christ our Lord. Amen.
And pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the prayers of the Apostles, O Lord, accompany this sacrificial gift that we present to your name for consecration. And may their intercession make us devoted to you in celebration of this sacrifice. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For by your providence, the blessed apostles, Peter and Paul, bring us joy. Peter, foremost in confessing the faith, Paul, its outstanding preacher. Peter, who established the early church from the remnant of Israel. Paul, master and teacher of the Gentiles that you call. And so, each, in a different way, gathered together the one family of Christ and, revered together throughout the world, they share one martyr's crown. And therefore, with all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with you fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity 
together with Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph our Spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. And we pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Thank you. 
Let us pray. Grant us, O Lord, grant us, O Lord, who have been renewed by this sacrament, so to live in the Church, that persevering in the breaking of the bread and in the teaching of the Apostles, we may be one heart and one soul, made steadfast in your love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just to advise you that today there will be an hour in which the church will be open from 1 till 2 and tomorrow evening from 6 till 7. So if you'd like to come along, if you I know that some of you uh, are keen to get back to church and to maybe uh, say a wee quiet and private prayer and spend some time in the church, uh, so you can do it during uh, those periods. Uh, later on in the week there will be uh, two funerals, uh, John McGuinness and uh, Rachel Torley, so I ask you especially to remember those two people in your prayers. Uh, also on um, Monday evening uh, we've not been able to hear uh, confessions, so during that period of 6 to 7 in the church I'll be available for those that wish uh, to come for confession. Uh, so. A number of you have kind of mentioned that you'd like to get to confession if you've missed it over that period. So please feel free to come uh, during 6 or 7. And if perhaps that time is not convenient for you, please feel free to, to phone me and we can arrange for a time for confession at a later date that maybe suits you. The Lord be with you, and now may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. You shall not die of thirst. You shall.